Welcome, and thank you for streaming this sermon. At Heritage Baptist Church, we believe that the Word of God and the Gospel of Jesus can truly change lives. So it is our hope and prayer that this service stirs up your affection for Christ and helps you to draw closer to Him. For more information, please visit hbchazlett.org.
Good Sunday evening. Let's all stand together if you will. We're going to sing, Oh, I want to see him. First and last verse of, Oh, I want to see him. As I journey through this land, singing as I go, pointing souls to Calvary, to the crimson flow. Many arrows pierce my soul from without within, but my Lord goes on through him. I must win. Oh, I want to see him look upon his face, there to sing forever of his saving grace. On the streets of glory, let me lift my voice. Cares of has home and last ever to rejoice. When before me billows rise from the mighty deep, then my Lord directs my bark, he to safely keep, and he leads me gently on through this world below. He's a real friend to me, oh, I love him so. Oh, I want to see him look upon his face, there to sing forever of his saving grace. On the streets of glory, let me lift my voice. Here's I'll pass home at last, ever to rejoice. Thank you. Maybe seated. Well, welcome to the Sunday night live stream video or live stream service. And uh, so good to uh, have you come and join us this evening. It's good to have uh, the uh, Herbster family with us tonight from Southland Camp. And this is the camp that we, our teenagers attend, have been attending now several years. And uh, just a real, been a real blessing. The Herbsters have been a real blessing to us, good friends, and appreciate them so very much. Look forward to them singing here in a moment. Uh, this is our time we usually take and give a bunch of announcements. I'm not going to give a lot of announcements tonight. Just reminding you, next Sunday uh, morning uh, is our revival meeting. We'll start with Brother Scott Polly. And uh, again, the service times have changed now. The early service will be at 8.30, Sunday school at 9.45, and then 11 a.m. service. So we'll begin having our Sunday school and our Sunday night services on campus starting next Sunday. I'm looking forward to that. Saturday, we're doing the outreach, if you haven't heard about that. So uh, that's from 9 to 3 p.m., uh, visiting our new move-ins, and then uh, just looking forward to a good revival week. And I hope that you've been praying for Brother Pauly, and I hope you've been praying for the revival meeting and uh, just getting ready for that. And so, so look forward to that. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, pray, Lord, that you bless this time that you bless the service, God, that you would just uh, do what only you can do. And we thank you, Lord, for your love. In Jesus' name, amen. I must tell Jesus. Let's sing, I must tell Jesus. I must tell Jesus all of my trials. I cannot bear these burdens alone. In my distress, he kindly will help me. He ever loves and cares for his own. I must tell Jesus, I must tell Jesus, I cannot bear my burdens alone. I must tell Jesus, I must tell Jesus, Jesus can help me, Jesus alone that last. Oh, how the world to evil allures me. Oh, how my heart is tempted to sin. I must tell Jesus and he will help me over the world the victory to win. I must tell Jesus, 
Yes, I must tell Jesus, I cannot bear my burdens alone. I must tell Jesus, I must tell Jesus, Jesus can help me, Jesus alone. All right, our missionaries of this week, and hope that you're praying for our missionaries, and I'm sure to appreciate uh, some of the new avenues we have in the last you know, few years of uh, talking to our missionaries. I actually had talked to some of our missionaries this week. And pray for our missionaries. Um, they're going through a struggle just like we are with this COVID. Uh, matter of fact, I talked to a church planner the other day. They had to move out of school because school closed because of COVID and just having troubles. But our missionaries this week are Joe and Katie McElroy and then the Javier family. Uh, Lim Javier, our missionaries to the Philippines, and we can't mention where uh, Joe and Katie are, but uh, I will say that I um, talked to him this week, and he said that it's amazing where they're at, that they're having problems with COVID, uh, problems with locusts, and problems with floods, problems with landslides, and they, he said there's been more people uh, die by suicide during this COVID thing than by COVID. Uh, missionaries are facing uh uh, situations just like we are, and I hope that you've been in prayer for them. Uh, they're seeing a lot, but uh, but through that, people have been getting saved, so we thank the Lord for that. And then the Javier family uh, doing a great job there in the Philippines, and uh, uh, they had uh, the, one of the Saturdays uh, back, they had seven baptized, and one of those was his daughter, uh, that they're so happy she received the Lord Jesus Christ as her Savior. Uh, they had their church service there and had 60 in attendance in their first service, so uh, back and so thank the Lord for that and pray for the Philippines. Philippines really seems like the Lord uh, has His hand there. And uh, let's go to the Lord in prayer and pray for our missionaries this week. Father, we love you. Thank you so much for the McElroy family. Lord, thank you for their uh, Lord just staying faithful to you during this time. And Lord, uh, just being inventive really in how to reach uh, souls and Lord the avenues that you've given them. Lord, just pray that you continue to watch over them, protect them as they're in a closed country. And Lord, just ask you to put your hand upon them. Watch over them, God, please. I, I pray, Lord, that you give them fruit for their labor. For the Javier family, thank you for them in the Philippines being faithful. And Lord, just uh, being able to get back to some things, Lord, as the country begins to open up. And Lord, just pray that you continue to bless them. And Lord, just give them fruit for their labor. Protect them. Watch over them. And, Lord, just uh, continue to just place your hand upon them every day. And, Lord, let them know that you're there. And, again, God, we're so grateful for our missionaries. And, Lord, we do pray, Lord, that you give them a great week of, Lord, just seeing your hand in their life and you working. Again, Lord, we thank you in Christ's name. Amen. We're going to sing a chorus. I don't know if we've ever sung it. It says, My life is yours to control. Uh, just a great chorus. Listen to the words as we sing. My life, Lord, is yours to control. I give you my heart and my soul. I'll seek your will, never mind. Rich treasures to find. Give wisdom to choices I make. Alone every path that I take. So when I complete. Well, again, it's good to have the Herbster family with us tonight, and 
I don't know if some of these are extras or not, but uh, it's good to have extras too. Brother Herbster, the rest of the service is yours. I appreciate you being here with us. It is good, Pastor, to be back with you. Thank you for the invitation to be here by way of technology. Aren't you glad for technology these days to be able to uh, hear the word of God and to sing praises together? With me is my wife, Amy, who's playing the piano, my two sons, Micah and Malachi, who are in college, my daughter, Michaela, who just graduated from high school as well, heading to college in the fall, Lord willing, and then my daughter, McKenna, who's a junior in high school, and then we have Scott and Jill Johnson, guys come on up girls too and uh, we're going to sing first right all right we're going to sing in just a second and um josh um, i'm sorry scott and jill johnson are with us they're the extras the pastor was talking about they serve with us over at the camp and live in our in our area and have also taught our kids music lesson and so um it's a joy to be able to minister if i'm i'm out a little bit out of my element not seeing the people here tonight but you're out there and uh, we hope that we can be a blessing to you and to all the campers that uh, uh, were slated to come to Southland, we're sorry that we weren't able to have camp this summer, but hopefully they got to enjoy our virtual camp. And I know that Brother uh, Jonathan had put together a good group that got to enjoy that as well. We'll say more about um, what's going on at camp a little bit later on. We'd like to sing some special music for you and play some special music for you, and I hope it can be a blessing to you as you sit at home and watch this uh, service. We pray that you will take the songs and embrace the text and exalt the Lord in your heart and thank him for all that he's done for you. We'll start by singing about the creator and our God and all that he is to us. Meditate on the fact that he has done so much for you. God Almighty is.
does so much for us, doesn't he, in this time where we're all facing uncertainty and trouble and what you see in all around the world. We can trust in an unchanging, all-knowing, ever-wise God. He is all-powerful, holy God, and he's our God. He cares for each one of us tonight, and I hope that can be an encouragement to all of us. We'd like to continue that theme of, of the kingship and the sovereignty of God and play a brass number that's entitled Rejoice the Lord is King. Rejoice the Lord is King tonight. That sovereign God is in control. He knows what's going on. He doesn't make any mistakes. It's something we desperately need to think about, lean upon, and trust in in these troubled times. Something we can joy in right now is that God is still in charge. We'd like to sing a men's number that echoes the thought of God sustaining us when it seems like things are going awry. God is providentially leading and guiding through every step of our life. And whatever you're facing this evening and in your life, and whether it's financial or physical difficulties or what we're all facing and in the troubled times we're in, we can know that God is sustaining us. This text is taken from the book of Ephesians where it says that everything we do, everything that God is doing and has done and will do is done for the praise of his glorious grace. God's grace is amazing, isn't it? Saves us, sustains us, and satisfies us. I tell you, we can give God praise for his grace. And all that God is doing is so that he would be glorified, so that everybody would look to him. And as Christians, our lives should echo that to the praise of his glorious grace. With astonishing mercy and power, in accord with his pleasure and will, he created each planet, each flower, every galaxy, 
right now I take just a moment to praise the glory of his grace and all that God's doing through the ministry of Southland Christian Camp and then the brass will play in just a second oh for a thousand tongues to sing my great redeemer's praise you know it has hit us all hard hasn't it this uh, this time and uh, the camp had to shut down we had no uh, no options we uh, had to follow our state guidelines which were over 14 pages of guidelines and that was impossible for us to do in order to, to open up camp and so the Lord led us through a long process of decision-making to have to make the hard decision to shut down camp for the summer. As many of you know, the summer is our core time. We were planning to have 2,500 campers with us uh, this summer. And um, as you can imagine, having all the staff coming in that were prepared, over 60 summer staff from different colleges. And so it was a big deal for us. It affected a lot of people for us to not have camp, including your own church. And again, we welcome all the teenagers back. We've been telling all the seniors who've graduated who are missing their last week of camp, uh, last summer of camp, if they want to come next summer, we're going to let them, even after their freshman college year. 
And so, hey, if you're a freshman in college next year and you want to come to camp, give us a call. We'll get you registered. We'd love for you to come and uh, participate in summer camp. Of course, you could come at that time and be a staff member, too, if you wanted to. But uh, we've, uh, we've really just trusted the Lord during this time. You know, it's a, it's a time where we just know that God's in charge and we're going to joy through it. We're not going to complain through it. And uh, so that's the heart of our staff. The spirit of our staff is really good. We have 10 full-time staff members that are at the camp uh, currently. We've uh, told them to go take a summer, once-in-a-lifetime summer vacation because normally we'd, we wouldn't be able to do that. And so a lot of them have been doing that here in the month of July. And as you can imagine, it's a big hit for us financially, and we're just trusting the Lord to do that work. Uh, your church has already helped out with a matching gift that um, is, has been specially offered by a donor to match $50,000. Every dollar we raise up to $50,000 will be doubled by this gift. And so we're about three quarters of the way through that and trusting the Lord to continue to provide the needs of the camp in a miraculous way. On our website, you can take advantage of uh, helping there if you'd like or send a check to the camp. If you're interested in helping us uh, make it through this financial crisis, uh, we, would, we would welcome that and thank you in advance for what you will do. And so many people have already gotten involved, and we're so thankful for how God is providing the needs for the camp. I know each one of you are seeing God do that personally in your life. I know your church is seeing that as well. And it's really not a time for us as Christians to back away and to be silent, it's time for us to rise to the challenge, to share our faith, lead in giving the gospel, and I hope that each one of us will be faithful during these times. Our plan is to continue camp in the fall. Uh, we have some uh, retreats that are scheduled. That all could be upside down <laughs> in a few weeks, we understand, um, but we are planning to have our Bridge to Campus uh, ministry, which is our college ministry, um, and we are well, uh, planning to have our, our fall camps, Lord willing, if we have to move them, we'll move them to the spring, and so just uh, stay in tune with our social media if you're interested in following us and finding out what God is doing in those retreats. But we appreciate your prayers as we continue forward, as we just trust the Lord in, in these times, and uh, we welcome you guys to pray with us as we uh, seek to just continue to be a ministry that partners with churches like yours right here in the South to further the cause of Christ. And and if you have any questions, please don't hesitate to let us know and uh, give us a call or shoot us an email. There's lots of ways to contact with us. We do want to say thank you to Heritage Baptist for their, their strong participation in our virtual camp. And uh, your youth pastor did a great job getting young people involved. And I think that was an exciting week, week for all the kids. And uh, we also uh, had a couple of your college-age young people that were planning on being with us at summer camp for our summer staff. And we sure are thankful for their sacrifice and waiting with us through the decision process as well. But uh, we are praying for you, and we're partnering with you, and we're so thankful for uh, your church ministry. And I know that the school season is coming, and we're praying for your school as they begin to try to wrap their head around how that's going to look for the year. And I'm sure there's many decisions that have to be made here at Heritage Baptist Church as well. So you're in our thoughts and prayers. And Pastor, thank you so much for the opportunity to, to be here. And we hope that somehow in this service we can just be a blessing to you. Well, we're going to play an uh, old hymn text, Oh, for a thousand tongues to sing, my great Redeemer's praise. What a great thing to praise God for is the redeeming work of our Savior, Jesus Christ.
We'll ask the group to come back and sing about our Redeemer and all of his great love for us. Two songs about the cross and the love of Jesus Christ. We'll sing one called Depth of Love. Think about the breadth, the height, the depth, the width of God's love. Nothing can separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus. And this is a time to rest in his love. It never changes. And then we'll sing a song called It's Still the Cross and how the, the blessing of the fact that the love that God sent through Jesus at the cross is still what saves people and it's still what motivates people. So listen as we sing Depth of Love and then It's Still the Cross.
That's not a popular thing to sing or to say these days because the exclusive nature of Jesus isn't politically correct. It's biblically correct, though, isn't it? It's still the cross that saves. I hope if you know people that don't know Jesus, which you do, that you would help them understand the cross is the only way of salvation. And not only as unsaved people, but the cross is the only way of motivation. We ought to be willing to live for it. We ought to be willing to die for it. For to me to live is Christ, and to die is gain. Well, I'm watching the clock here as well, and I, I know your time is valuable, so I want you to open your Bibles with me to the book of Isaiah, chapter 26, please. Isaiah, chapter 26. It's a privilege to share the Word of God with you. Pray for us. We were at a church this morning, Grace Baptist Church in Decatur. We're here with you guys in a recorded service, and then we're going to have a, an evening service live at Grace Baptist Church down in Flower Mound. And 
And uh, so we're trying to get out and in the churches. And again, it's great to be uh, able to share a little bit about what God's doing at Southland and to, to minister to you. Thank you for this opportunity. I hope that your hearts have been encouraged through the music. And then as we look to the word of God t- tonight, that your hearts will be encouraged as we just think about this one word. Here's the word I want us to think about. Peace. Do you have peace in your life? You know, you look around our world, there's all kinds of things having to do with peace. There's peace summits, there's peace treaties, there's a peace symbol, right? There's uh, Nobel Peace Prizes. Everybody's saying peace, peace, when there is no peace. This was the situation that was happening in Israel in the Old Testament. And there are several places where God actually, through his prophets, said peace, peace, when there was no peace. Look, there is absolutely no peace without the Savior, Jesus Christ. But we can have peace. And we should, as children of God, be walking in consistency in peace. And I tell you what, for me, I've been tempted in, in this global pandemic, economic turmoil, riots, and problems in our society, I've been tempted in my tendency as a human being to lack in faith, to maybe fear a little bit. You know, fear is probably the greatest emotion, isn't it? And it is troubling people everywhere. But God's people shouldn't be in fear. You know, perfect love casts out fear and the love of Christ and, and his, the love of his word and the love of an understanding of who God is should help us to not live in fear, but to walk by faith. But let's all be honest, everything's in upheaval right now. Um, there's uncertainty, there's changes. We don't even know what next week's going to bring. And because of that, peace is oftentimes sucked out of our life. And we become very worrisome and we become very troubled and we, we can fret and we can, we can fear and we can be depressed even. You turn on the news, it's nothing but depression, isn't it? It's nothing but discouragement. But when we look to the word of God and we look to God himself and we look to what he's provided for us, we have every avenue for perfect peace in our life. Look with me at Isaiah chapter 26. It says, in that day shall this song, verse 1, be sung in the land of Judah. We have a strong city. Salvation will God appoint for walls and bulwarks. Now, he is not referring directly to the salvation of Jesus Christ, though it could be prophetically given to us to think about the salvation that was yet to come in the Messiah. But he's speaking specifically to the children of Israel in a troublesome time. And he's saying, there is salvation with me. There is salvation with God. I'm your wall. I'm your bulwark. Can I say to us all boldly tonight that God is our wall. God is our bulwark. He's our shield. He's our buckler, the Bible says. We can trust in he. Open ye the gates. In other words, let your life trust in him that the righteous nation which keepeth the truth may enter in. When I read that verse, I, I kind of hope and wish that the United States would be termed a righteous nation. I believe that God brings blessing to those who walk in righteousness, don't you? Personally, as a congregation, and nationally, and God will bring, blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. Righteousness exalts a nation, but sin is a reproach to any people. So the verse is very true. Righteousness will come to a nation that pursues God, and oh, that our country would go back to pursuing God. I'm thrilled about the revival that you guys are about to have. 
I might just drive over and, and be a part of that because I love the brother Scott Pauley. And you know what? This is a great time for you as a congregation, as a church, to rise to the challenge to be at church every time you possibly can be at church. I think this would be a great time for if you haven't been to revival services at your church before that you would make it a point to get yourself there, your family there, and be at every single service. I promise you, if you'll let God speak to your heart, Evangelist Scott Pauley's messages are going to be word-centered and spirit-filled, and it will minister in a powerful way to your heart. We need revival in America. We need it in our churches. We need it in our families and in our own lives. And could we not say that revival will never happen in America if it doesn't happen in me first? So open ye the gates. You long for righteousness. Keep the truth. And then notice the instruction here in verse, well, the promise and the instruction in verses 3 and 4. To that person, thou wilt keep him, the person who opens the gates, who walks in righteousness, who, who keeps, seeks to keep the truth, thou wilt keep him in what? Perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee, because he trusteth in thee. Trust ye in the Lord forever, for in the Lord Jehovah is everlasting strength. It's a tremendous text, an encouraging text during difficult days, that we can know the perfect peace, as the New Testament says, that passes all understanding. Have you ever been around somebody that went through a deep, dark trial, maybe a death in the family or a very serious physical uh, trial, a loss in some way, in a big way, as a child of God, yet they walk through it with amazing peace and joy and confidence. We're not talking about joy that doesn't grieve. There is a sense in which the Bible says, blessed are those who, who, um, who mourn, for they shall be comforted. We're not talking about looking forward to the trial or, or you know, going, saying, God, God, just keep sending me the trials. Yippee, I'm ready for a trial. No, we're not talking about that. We're talking about Grieving yet rejoicing. And I think this is the attitude that all of us as believers should have in the midst of the, the worldwide turmoil and trial that we have. A grieving in it, but yet rejoicing that God is doing his work. It's something that I would encourage all of us to pray, specifically that God would, in judgment, remember mercy. That through this trial, this huge worldwide trial, that God would draw people to the Prince of Peace, Jesus Christ. That, that he would show his mercy and that people would be saved during this time and that we would be faithful in sharing it. But the point here is that God gives perfect peace even when it doesn't seem like it's possible. God is there to give it miraculously. And I want you to notice a few things about this peace. First of all, I want you to notice the provider of peace. See, peace is not the absence of conflict. It's the presence of the Lord. Jesus, God, Jehovah himself, the triune God, God the Father, God the Son, God the Spirit, are the provider of peace. We live in a day where uh, worldwide people are looking for the governmental type peace. They're having all of these talks and, you know, people are conniving and undermining and there's talks of, uh, of all kinds of craziness going on in the governments and in the FBI and in the different things, even in our own United States, can we really trust anybody? That's the question. Can we trust the leaders of the world? Can we trust our government? And the answer is I sure hope we could, but I don't think a lot of times we can. But one thing's for sure, peace doesn't come from them. Peace comes from God. Peace comes from the truth that he's declared to us. Our foundation is in the word of God. 
Be of good cheer, I've overcome the world, Jesus said. In the world you will have tribulations, but I have overcome the world. Through Jesus Christ, his death, burial, and resurrection, and the gospel gives us the opportunity to know the Prince of Peace, and through it, we can rest in perfect, God-given peace. He is the provider of peace. You see, folks, peace doesn't come just because you have a good job or a raise or you have money in the bank or things are going well for your kids or it's seemingly everything, humanly speaking, is going well. I've met and you've met a lot of people who seemed like they had everything humanly going well, yet they were miserable people. On the other extreme, I've been in places across the world, and I'm sure some of your pastors here and others who have been on mission trips Mission trips around the world have been to places where people had absolutely seemingly nothing going well for them in the world's eyes, and they were the most peaceful people that I've ever met on the planet. You see, peace is centered in Jesus Christ. He is the provider of peace. May we not forget that right now. May we give attention to him, to his holy word during these times, which brings us to point number two. He's the provider of peace. It's very clear. It comes from Jehovah, the Lord Jehovah. He's our everlasting strength. But I want you to notice he gives us here uh, pretty specifically the plan for peace. You You want a plan to get that perfect peace? Here it is. Have a mind that's stayed on him and trust in him. Two things. A mind stayed on him and trust in him. And truly, you don't have trust if you don't have a mind that's stayed on him. Now, the battle for all of us daily is the battle of the mind, the inner man. The Bible says... In Proverbs 4, verse 23, keep your heart or your inner man with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. Philippians 4, 8, finally, my brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, you know it, think on these things. Casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Psalm 19, 14, let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. O Lord, my strength and my redeemer, the battle today is the battle of the mind. God wants your mind. And just as sure as God wants it, the devil wants to steal it away. He wants you to fret. He wants you to worry. He wants you to be filled with bitterness and anger in your mind. He wants you to be fleshly in your mind. Gird up the loins of your mind, the Bible says, and hope to the end for the grace that is to be brought unto us at the the, uh, return of Jesus Christ. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Folks, our minds must be controlled, and they are controlled when they're stayed on the Lord. The way that we stay our mind on the Lord is the word of God. It is prayer and the word of God. And folks, we need much to make much of the word of God. We need to memorize it. We need to meditate upon it. We need to be taking it with us. We need to be hearing it preached. You ought to be faithful every chance you can to hear the word of God. And in a day and age where we have access to more and more Bible truth, we need to listen to it, take advantage of it. And technology is a great thing. We have no excuse to not hear a lot of the word of God of the music that we have as far as the music teaching us the word of God, Colossians 3.16. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. So our mind has to be consumed with God, who he is, what he's done, 
what he said. Jonathan Edwards, that great revivalist, I think he knew a little bit about revival. He said, the first step to revival is a fearful and awful awareness of the presence and majesty of God. And in our hearts and in our minds, we're consumed with who he is and what he's done. And those that wait upon the Lord, those that do that, they'll renew their strength. They'll mount up with wings as eagles. They'll run and not be weary. They'll walk and not faint. So the battle is the mind, and this is a day-by-day, moment-by-moment, yes, minute-by-minute struggle, isn't it? To keep our minds going in the right directions, casting down the wrong thoughts, bringing in the right thoughts, and walking by faith. That great text in Philippians chapter uh, 3, which talks about, Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. So it's the word of God, and then it's prayer. Instead of worrying, fretting, being discouraged and despondent, let's turn everything to God and let him fill our hearts with joy that we can trust in him. So we need to be spending time in prayer. We need to be taking time for the word and taking time for prayer. And, and, and it, when you're away from peace, that perfect peace in your life, get your mind stayed on the Lord. Boy, there's so many things pulling our attention and we need to get back to what's really foundational in our lives. And then the second thing is he trusts in him. Now we know this is a foundational truth for salvation. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved. If you're watching tonight and you don't know Jesus as your savior, believe in him. Trust the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ for your soul. That's the way of salvation. But that that truth continues in our life. We keep on believing. Ever met somebody that said they once were saved, but now they are supposedly an atheist? That just doesn't happen. They probably never were in the family of God. And you will continue. The perseverance of the saints is is taught very clearly. Being confident of this very thing, he which has begun the good work in you will perform it into the day of Jesus Christ. But what happens is our faith is tested Our faith is weak at times and trials and circumstances and problems and family matters and financial difficulties or whatever they are, usually it's going to be bombarding us. And those are the things that cause us to lack in our belief, lack in our trust in God. You know that great text in in Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, trust in the Lord with all thine heart, lean not on thine own understanding, but in all thy ways, what? Acknowledge him, say it with me, and he shall direct thy path. Do you want God's direction in your life? then step away from your way and put yourself in God's way. All in, all the time. Mind stayed on him, confident that he's doing his work. Shut down or no shut down. Sometimes with, I'm sure all of us that are leading ministries, I'm sure your pastoral staff are like, whoa, we weren't expecting this. And that's okay to say, whoa, we weren't expecting this. But that whoa, we weren't expecting that has to be turned into, yes, I will trust you, God. Whatever you want right now for our lives and ministries, we will, we will understand it's your way. And your ways are past finding out. God is doing a big picture work in our world, in our country, in this community, and in your church, and in your family. God is doing the work. Let his kingdom come. Let his will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We need to trust that. Trust that what God is doing is always good, and it's always for his glory. No good thing will he withhold from them that walk uprightly. And that's easy to say, isn't it? Oh, I need a mind that stayed on him. It's easy to say, boy, I just need to trust him every single day. But when something very difficult hits, 
when something is very, very hard and we don't understand. That's when the trust is really tested. And I would like to say very boldly that we do not have to understand what God is doing in order to trust him. We can just trust and walk the path that he has for our life, being faithful and obedient to him. So that trust is is appropriated when we're obedient to his word, when we're walking in, a, in the spirit and not giving into the lust of the flesh. We are not trusting God if we're living in sin. Sin has to be confessed. We don't have a mind state on him if it's overwhelmed with sin in our life. And so it is God's plan for you to have perfect peace. He's providing, he is the provider of that peace. It's very clear. It's available to all of us as God's people. Do you have that tonight? Are you trusting in that peace? And then finally, I want you to notice the, the provider of peace. I want you to see what we saw, the plan for peace, a mind state on him, and that you are trusting in him. And then third, I want you to notice the promise for that peace. It would be really easy for those in political office to understand where peace comes from if they just open their Bible. Peace doesn't come from them making all their decisions their way. Peace comes when they seek the mind of God and they trust in God. And peace comes because it is promised. God's pr promise is always sure. And you can know that you will be overwhelmed with a calmness, a quietness, a trust in the nearness and the presence of God in your life. If your mind is stayed on him and you're trusting in him, you will be overwhelmed with that. And you know what? I, I just firmly believe, folks, that when we have that perfect peace, that's going to shine out of our life. The promise of peace is overwhelming us, then people are going to notice, wow, there's something calming about that person. There's something peaceful about that person. And God's people shouldn't be, you know, all up in a tizzy. God's people should be walking in perfect peace. So your coworkers, your neighbors, your family members, they should see that peace in you. Aren't you glad that God provides that? Trust ye in the Lord forever. He, the Lord Jehovah, is your everlasting strength. You know the song, It Is Well With My Soul. And some of you know the story of Horatio Spafford, who back in the days of the Chicago Fire lost everything business-wise. And then his family went over on a boat to uh, England to continue education while he wrapped up things there in Chicago. And his daughters were lost in a shipwreck at sea. His wife sent a telegram back as the story is told that the daughters were lost at sea, and she was saved alone. And Horatio Spafford, being a very good, godly, God-fearing man, didn't get angry and shake his fist at God and walk in bitterness, but instead he quickly got on a boat and took a similar route across the Atlantic Ocean to join his wife over there to grieve and to mourn and to continue their lives together. And he asked the captain, he said, Captain, when we get to the place where the first ship went down, would you please just tell me where that is? And some might have thought, well, he was going to get angry at God and shake his fist at God at that moment. But instead, he went back, his story is told, and he went back to his cabin and he penned the words to that great hymn. During that deep water trial, when peace like a river attendeth my way, when sorrows like sea billows roll, whatever my lot, thou hast taught me to say, it is well, it is well with my soul. If a man like that with a God like he served and knew, could have peace during that type of trial. You can have it. Because God is providing it for you. He's given a plan for it. 
Trust that plan. Walk in it with a mind state on him and trust him. His promise will be fulfilled in you. And then you too can say like Horatio Spafford, it is well, it is well with my soul. May God help us all to have this perfect peace. Lord, would you bless us tonight with an understanding of any area of our life that is not stayed on you. The songwriter said, stayed upon Jehovah, hearts are fully blessed, finding as he promised, perfect peace and rest. May you show us any area that's weak, that's failing, any sin that needs to be confessed tonight so that we are truly trusting you, walking obedience to your word. Lord, would you bless these folks as they have an opportunity the coming week, next week, to just take the word of God in more and more through the revival meeting. We pray that they would be faithful to come, participate in every way, to respond to the truth of God. Lord, that you would turn all of our hearts back to you, we're so de- we so desperately long to know you and to walk in a revived state continually. Wilt thou not revive us again that thy people may rejoice in thee? Lord, if there's a decision even tonight that needs to be made as, as a result of the truth that we've heard from the word of God, we pray that our, our hearts would speak with you, that sin would be confessed, commitments would be made, so that we truly can have that perfect peace and say, It is well, it is well with my soul. We pray all these things in Jesus' name, amen. It's been great being with you tonight, and God bless you. If we can be a help to you in any way, let us know. Give us a call at the camp if you have any questions about the camp. And, of course, campers, we want to see you back whenever you can come. Pastor, thank you for the opportunity. I'll turn things back over to you at this time. I hope you can truly say it is well with your soul. What a great message uh, this evening. And uh, we appreciate the Herbster family and the music, and we appreciate Southland Christian Camp and the blessing they've been to us over the years. And uh, we'll see you guys on Wednesday night. Have a good week. On behalf of our church and staff, thank you for listening to this sermon. For more sermons and more information about our church, please visit hbchazlett.org.